They were playing All About You in Subway and I was having a moment. She definitely looked like a pop star, I thought. Ariana was just starstruck by her. Don't get me started on that lyric video. She was doing the pop folk thing before any of the other girls. Hey Team Duff, it's Wit. Thanks so much for listening to Duff Enough, the ultimate Hillary Duff fan podcast. This show is a celebration of the life and career of actress, singer, mother, and all-around icon, Hilary Duff. All right, hardcore fans, this episode is all for you. It is the All About You era. So we're talking Chasing the Sun, All About You, and the songs that were recorded during this folky pop era, but never released and later leaked. And we've coined those songs as being a part of an unreleased album called This Heart. So that's what's coming up. My guest is Luis Mendez from Hillary News. Unfortunately, we had some technical issues while recording his introduction, so you'll hear him once we get to the conversation. But he knows his stuff. He's with Hillary News. He's a lifelong fan. He's met Hillary. His favorite movie, I believe he said, was According to Greta. He loves the Dignity album, especially Between You and Me, so a deep cut there. And his favorite episode of Lizzie McGuire is the Treasure Hunt episode, which is called And the Winner Is. But yeah, I hate that we lost that audio. However, you are going to enjoy his commentary and insight. Before we get to the Duff discography discussion, though, I do want to set up where we are in the Hillary timeline. So after Dignity in 2007 and Best of Hillary Duff in 2008, Hillary really stepped away from music. She was no longer signed with Hollywood Records, and she took a break from the industry. I remember her saying that at age 20, she shut down her empire. Now, she was doing independent movies and guest appearances on TV shows, but she was really focused on her personal life. She was dating Mike Comrie, and I think after two years of dating, they got married in 2010. After that, we had the Elixir era when Hillary released her best-selling novel trilogy, but it really seemed like music was not even on her radar for a while, and then in 2011, she had more personal life news. She announced that she was pregnant with Luca, and funny enough, while she was pregnant, she got back in the studio, and there were conversations while she was doing press and while pregnant about her recording new music, and she said that she was going to. After Luca was born, though, in March of 2012, music was just off the table again for a while. Hillary became a notable celebrity mom, but eventually, during interviews, she started getting asked about music again, and I remember specifically on The View they asked her, and she was saying, you know, I tried while I was pregnant, and I'm going to get back to it eventually. So all of us fans are still holding out hope at this point, and then in the fall of 2013, we started getting Instagram pics of her back in the studio recording music. And it was just so great to see. We kept getting photos like that for several months. Now, in early 2014, Hillary and Mike announced that they were separating, which I remember at the time being shocked. I did not see that coming. Of course, everything works out as it should, even though there was this weird period of time where we were like, are they getting back together? Are they getting divorced? What's going on? But anyway, I know for fans, we were like sad in that moment, but we were also kind of like, we're about to get a breakup album. Okay, here we go. Here we go. 
Then we found out she was back with her former music manager, Andre Recchi. She started appearing at more music industry events, and the excitement was just building for this new music, and our conversation will pick up on the day that Hillary announced her record deal. Sparks are about to fly. It's time for Duff Discography. March 28th, 2014, we got the picture where she had signed a record deal. She didn't tell us what record label she'd signed with, but that was just like, oh my gosh, I was over the moon about that. And it was also around the same time that Younger had gotten picked up. Like what I remember from that time period is that we were pretty sure it was with RCA. I don't remember why we were so sure. That's all I can remember. Next note I made is the iHeartRadio Music Awards. That was May 1st, 2014. And I believe this was like the first time they had those awards. But Hillary presented Ariana Grande with a special award. She looked amazing on the red carpet. I loved her little, she called it her little bird nest. It was a little (laughs) top knot. Um, She had like the, she called it the orange lipstick. And that was a really exciting night because that really felt like, okay, Hillary is re-entering the music scene. And I think Juliana Rancic like told her some stats about, I think it was that the photo where she got her record deal was like her most liked photo or something. So she was excited. Yeah, I agree. It was like a really exciting time and it did feel like she was part of the music scene again because prior to that, she was avoiding basically all of it at all costs. And like, I think during the pre-Grammy shows, she had started appearing at those things too. And I was like, okay, Hillary's taking this seriously. She's mixing and mingling with people. I like that. Oh, you're right. You're right. She did like the Clive Davis uh, parties and stuff. Yes. Forgot about that. And just to talk about like what went down during the show, like she strutted out there on that stage with that award and she walked right past Rihanna, like with her classy self. I was like, Hillary, like, (laughs) and it was just like, look at Hillary in the room with Rihanna right now, because, you know, Rihanna was barely on the scene back when Hillary had her huge music, you know, career. So it was just, she was on a different she was walking into a different music industry and it was it was exciting and it was great to see how excited the crowd was and I remember the announcer was like actress singer mother we love her Hillary Duff (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then she presented Ariana with the award and Ariana was just starstruck by her and this was early Ariana like problem was the song that had just come out so I just loved how Ariana fangirled so hard, though. Oh, it was great. Yeah, it was really nice to see. You know, it gave her, I think, uh, a good sense of like, okay, I really did inspire people and I did get people excited and everything. I think that was really good for Hillary. And um, even when Rihanna heard her name, her eyes just went and focused on Hillary coming out. Like, I feel like there was like a moment of almost appreciation, like, oh, Hillary's back. Wow. And also, I think it was Blake Shelton and Luke Bryan were sitting at a table and they like looked at each other when Hillary walked by, like, who is this girl? But I mean, they had their like significant others there, but I was like, yes, sir, y'all are about to check out Hillary Duff looking amazing. She here. was so, so hot. Like, the way that she strut, like you said, strutted out. You know, when she wants to be, she is one of the sexiest women out there. Absolutely. 
It was so exciting. It felt like she's back, and it looked like she was so excited to be coming back, too, which that eventually kind of changed, which is sad, because, like, I loved when she was so excited about making new music. Oh, me too. So, yeah. May 14th, we got a picture with Ed Sheeran, where they had collaborated in the studio. And I don't remember at what point we learned that, like, Tattoo was the song, but... But, oh, my gosh, like, it was, like, this is so legit. Like, Hillary is not just making, like, a little fluffy album. Like, this is this is her comeback, or this is going to be her comeback. That's what this felt like. I agree. I mean, the fact that he even, like, he was so adamant about being in the studio with her and that they were doing it, wasn't it, like, after an awards show or something like that? I don't, you know, it was a busy night for sure. And the fact that he just went and got in there with her and they were doing that way late into the night... I was like, this is awesome. I thought it was really cool, too. He had a very small time frame, but he wanted to be there when she recorded the song. And we've learned since that, like, she heard the song and, and, like, had requested it. And I think she said on The View, like, she didn't know if Ed Sheeran and people like that knew who her name was. Um, But yes, I just remember that photo very vividly, for sure. The haircut. The haircut photo came on May 29th. It was a nice little chop for her hair. She looked amazing. Like I keep saying she has never looked better than like this era and the breathe in, breathe out era. Like she has never looked better. And she was stunning for this this era that was coming up in the album photo shoot that she did shortly after this. Oh yeah, that photo shoot was gorgeous. Um, but honestly, I don't know why, but I've never been the biggest fan of Hillary with short hair. I mean, obviously she's beautiful no matter what, but There was just something about short hair on her that I don't like. But otherwise, yeah, I agree with you. She looked great. Her body was great. Everything else was great. And I can only picture her mostly with long hair. But going back and watching Lizzie McGuire now, I'm like, whoa, she had pretty short hair for the whole first season. July 10th and 11th, we started getting photos on her Instagram from the Chasing the Sun music video shoot, which I don't think we even knew right away was from Chasing the Sun. July 21st, she posted a photo teasing her website and it said just getting started as the caption and it was like a little plane and it had a, a banner behind it that said Hillary Duff. And I remember going to her website and seeing kind of what they'd set up and it was just, it was like, oh my gosh, this is really happening. But yeah, I mean, now I feel like artists just kind of announce a single and then the next day it's there, you know? But at this time, there was more of a, a buildup and that sort of thing. So. I agree. Somewhere in there... We found out that Chasing the Sun was the single. It went up on iTunes as a pre-order, and we found out for sure that it was RCA. I vividly remember, I remember that night that that popped up on iTunes, and I was like still up, and we found out, and it was just, it was so exciting, and she looked incredible on the, the cover art. We got some teasers for Chasing the Sun on her Instagram. The first video, she like rolls on her bed and dances around. And that was like so Hillary. It was such a Hillary thing to do. Um, and this is when she was in New York about to do the the release party for it because we found out about that too. Mm-hmm. And that was at Marquee in New York City. I do remember the dancing. And at first when I was listening, I was like, what am I listening to right now? And I was like, oh, it's her. And um, it was cute. She was super excited, like very excited, very um, yeah into it. Let's talk about the release party at Marquee. That was a big night. I remember just staying up on Twitter and trying to follow anything that anybody was posting. And I'm sure y'all were doing the same. Yep. Oh, yeah. I remember. And it took forever for her to get there, which she was so late, but (laughs) fashionably late. I've had a few guests on the podcast that I've recorded where 
they were there. And it's been so cool to hear that story. But she looked so good that night. I mean, oh my gosh. She definitely looked like a, a pop star, I thought. And um, I especially liked that she uh, she seemed so like at home kind of with you know, the gay people and everyone that was involved in that. That was really cool. The drag queens were amazing. And they were like, they were doing Hillary Duff music all night. And Perez Hilton was there. And I don't know, I have mixed feelings on him sometimes, but <laughs> he introduced her and stuff. So, so that was very exciting. They actually played the Chasing the Sun remix by Dave Ade instead of the actual song. But still, we got a video of Luca dancing to Chasing the Sun on July 26th. And then we also had that promo they did where, well, it was two things. They had the Chasing the Sun airplanes flying in the sky with the banner that said Chasing the Sun. And then they had these little paper airplanes that you could make on her website, which I totally made one. Some cute little marketing ideas, but I don't know. I mean, I remember being totally pumped about this song. I think we knew that it was um, written by Kobe Calais, and it just seemed like there was a lot of excitement building up for the fans. Like, I don't think everyone knew, like, oh my gosh, Hilary Duff is about to make her music come back right now until the song actually came out. So Yeah, I agree. The release date for Chasing the Sun, July 28th, 2014. I remember it leaked hours before... And I did listen to it. Sorry. But obviously, <laughs> I, I bought it on iTunes because this was like pre-streaming. Like streaming wasn't even a big thing at this point. So before we get into like thoughts on the actual song and what went down here, here are some stats about it. It debuted at 79 on the Billboard Hot 100. The song written by Colby Calais, Jason Reeves, Toby Gad. It got 10 million views in a week. And, and we'll talk about the music video in a second. But so what did you think of Chasing the Sun when you first heard it? When I first heard it, you know, I was like, oh, my God, it's Hillary. And I was super excited about that. But um, I remember thinking that the vocals seemed almost like not finished. But I do love that Colby Calais was kind of like showing her support for Hillary, too. And they like followed each other. I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, it definitely seemed it was it seemed very different for Hillary. No, I 100 percent agree with you about the production of the song. Like vocally, it, it just wasn't where it needed to be, I felt like. And obviously time had passed between the last time she recorded music to now. But of all the songs that she released in this new era of music, this one to me sounded the least like her voice from before. I don't know if you agree with that or not, or one of the least like her voice from before. Yes. The song itself for me, it was a fun summer song. I remember because I was so excited that it was almost like I forced myself to like it, honestly. And I do like it. And it's still fun. Like, I'll, I'll play it sometimes in the car or whatever. But in terms of being like a song for her to release for her comeback single, I just, I don't get it. I do not understand. And, and it wasn't the official first single, as we know, but... Even as a promo single, it wasn't the right one. I mean, come on, Hillary. Or come on, RCA, I should say. Somebody. I put everyone to blame on that because I don't know how, because we found out a little bit later, and I don't know if you were going to mention this later, but um, we found out that it was between All About You, Tattoo, and Chasing the Sun for like a choice for the first single, or like the single to put out first. And it was like, what were you people thinking when once we heard the other two songs um 
Yeah, it was just such a strange choice for them to go with. It definitely put a damper on her, you know, her comeback. Unfortunately, you know, it wasn't a horrible song. And like you said, I can still listen to it now every so often. It's not like I go out seeking it. But, uh, you know, every so often it'll come on and I'll listen to it. And I like it. It's a, it's a cute song, but I agree with you. Oh, my goodness. I do not know what was going on in anyone's head when they released that. And honestly, I have overthought this. Like, I have thought so often about how things could have been done differently. And I'm sure you have, too. But it's kind of ridiculous how much time I've spent thinking about it, actually. <laughs> and I've tried to process, like, what was the thinking behind this? And the obvious reason, it was summer. This was a summer song. But my other explanation has just been, you know, Hillary at this point, she'd been out of the public eye. And so most people remembered her as like Lizzie McGuire or this girl who was in kind of these teen movies. She was very innocent. And we knew her as like the Disney star who had stayed on track. She was a good girl. She was a mom. And so to have come out with All About You, it might have been kind of like, oh, what is this sexy Hillary? Do we like this? What's going yeah. on? It's a little bit ridiculous, but we, you know, at the same time, we didn't know grown up Hillary yet, or most of the public didn't know her grown up. So a sexy song might have been a little strange, I guess. Um, but that's one of my theories. The music video. I will say that when the music video dropped, that almost saved it for me originally, because because the music video to me felt like grown up Lizzie McGuire. Like I just watched Lizzie grown up and working at the office and dreaming about being at the beach. And it, it was a super cute, super fun video. And I liked the story and I thought she looked great in it. So yeah. So what do you think about the video? I really loved the video. Like to this day, I still love it. I just think, like you said, it was like watching a grown up Lizzie. Um, and it seemed like it was purposely made the way it was to kind of, um, you know, appeal to that generation, the generation that grew up with her initially. And um, I just think, and I don't know if this is correct, but I think the same music video with a different song would have been made more of an impact. Um, I think the video was so darn cute. And like if Taylor Swift rele released that video, you know, everyone would have been all over it. Yeah. And you were talking about how it seemed intentional that it was kind of like Lizzie. And we even see her run into the wall, which is such a, a Lizzie yes. thing. So, yeah. yeah. But that's pretty much Chasing the Sun in a nutshell. Obviously, it did not set things in motion the way that we were hoping it would for her music comeback. And it's very disappointing. People have said it killed the era, which I think is true. It's true, unfortunately. But, you know. We don't have to hate on the song too much because it is fun and great music video. Yeah. Up. Okay. All About You is next. And it came a few weeks later. She actually announced the song on my birthday. I would have been turning. I, that was my 20th birthday, August 9th. It was so exciting. Like she did this on my birthday. And I believe that she like sent pieces of the album artwork to fans like dm'd them on social media is that right and it was like a little puzzle putting it together i remember that mm -hmm. okay cool and then the album artwork came together and it was revealed on her instagram and she looks so good in this album artwork too or the cover art it's like a boho look the black hat oh so good it was really good so she announced a single it was on a saturday and the next night was the teen choice awards she introduced Jason Derulo, and they played All About You, and then 
Oh gosh, the guy from Wizards of Waverly Place. I'm blanking on his name. David Henry? Jake T. Oh, Austin. Jake he was with her and he was like, he definitely read it off a teleprompter, of course, and he was just very stiff. But he was like, Hillary, is that your new single? And she's like, yeah, that's the world television premiere of my new single, All About You. And we got a little bit of a taste of it and it sounded good. And to me, I remember thinking, oh, this already sounds better than Chasing the Sun. So this song was actually written by Hillary. Uh, Savin Kotecha is someone who worked with her on this. So this song dropped August 11th. And I remember listening to it for the first time and being like, this is it. This is what we were waiting yeah, for. Yeah, it was an instant like classic as soon as I heard it too. Lyrically, the lyrics are very simple, but easy to remember. It's not like a high concept, you know, metaphorical song or anything. It's just very straightforward. It's very pop. And we haven't even talked about how, you know, in all these interviews, this whole time she's been teasing that this new era is going to be kind of folky pop. You know, there's a little twang to this. And we heard it immediately with this song. She was she was doing the pop folk thing before any of the other girls. Just Oh, like, yeah. She, yeah, she always tends to, yeah, that's why I always get excited thinking about another era. Because it's like, what else is she going to start doing? And then, you know, what's going to happen afterwards to make it underrated you know her (laughs) yeah definitely right off the bat this song was a little sexy for hillary or sexier than we were used to unless you remember like reach out but most people do not (laughs) okay so think you're all about me but i'm all about you turn the lights down let me show you it's true get a little taste of what i'm into think you're all about me but i'm all about you so all about you drops i remember the reception for it being very positive and obviously I don't think as many people were tuned into it you know and were like this is coming out just because they paid attention to Chasing the Sun and they were like eh Hillary Duff eh didn't love that one yeah so then they didn't they pay were attention off. yeah the lyric video was dropped on August 19th and I love the lyric video for All About Don't you. get me started on that lyric video I cannot tell you how many times I appreciated it like up until Sparks Fandom Ended came out, I was like in the, we have like a little chat thing with me, Josh and Avery from Hillary News. And I would just randomly say like, oh, I just love her look at this, at this point in this video. Oh, I just love her at this point. I loved that video and I thought it was so well done for it being done like on her vacation in like three hours or whatever. Oh, I love it. Yes. And and I also think a lot of times about if All About You had been the first single that came, that was released and this lyric video had dropped initially for it, people would have lost their minds. Like, it would have been amazing. Yeah, it would have been all Ugh. over. Yeah. <laughs> Missed opportunity. So I actually did hear this song twice on the radio. I heard it once in a subway. I was with a friend. I freaked out, and I think that she was scared. But <laughs> they were playing Hillary Duff, All About You in Subway, and I was having a moment. <laughs> And then I heard it in the car one day, too, and I, like, remember getting out my phone and, like, taking a video just to remember the moment. But that's the only two times I ever heard it. It didn't even crack the Billboard Hot 100, which was disappointing. It did well in Australia, though, but that's because she promoted it there. Yep, top 20 single. Yeah, top 20 Australia. Um, And let's talk about her Australia promotion for a second. She went down under... And she did the X Factor, which that was bold. That was really bold for that to be like the first big performance, like with the dancing and everything. I mean, she went for yep, it. I agree. I thought it was really, really bold and something special. I love their intro 
to her performance too. It was really well done and it, you know, showed that she had made her impact. Yeah, for sure. And like the fans were going crazy in the audience. And I love that all four judges stood up after it was over. I mean, it was great. It yeah. was great. And she seemed pretty confident. Like there's that that video that leaked where it was uh you know, showing behind the scenes of All About You era. You know what I'm talking yep, about. Yeah, I do. And I love that video, but you can see like where she's very excited about doing this, but also a little nervous. And, you know, she's torn between being a mom and going back out and doing uh, music again. And I don't know, it just felt like it all came together. I'm so proud of her for that moment. And she did great. Those dancers were great. Everything was great. It was great. There were also two acoustic videos done in Australia. And Avery told me that he really liked these videos. I told him, I was like, no, I don't think Hillary needs to be doing live acoustic videos. I mean, look, she makes great pop music, but vocally, like, I'm not mad if Hillary wants to lip sync, you know, or use background vocals. But what are your thoughts on the the live acoustic videos? If you're obsessed with them, it's fine. So I liked her vocals more on in the one with the white shirt or blouse whatever agreed but i liked her look more in the gray also agreed. blouse yeah and i do i do like them both i do like that she was um trying to do something different that song in particular was just it's so fun and like just something to bounce along to so her doing it acoustically was a little odd but um, I actually did like them. I did like them a lot. Yeah, I think you're right. It's a strange song to try to do acoustically. Now, the tattoo acoustic video, I yes. love. Yeah. The whole Australia promo tour was great for me. And I know she did some of the morning shows and all that. So it was just, it was exciting. And I was super proud of her. So she comes back to the U.S. And at this point, she starts filming Younger. And she did a few appearances. She was on like GMA, Kelly and Michael, her outfit choice was interesting for GMA. Don't get me wrong. I loved like that red jacket and whatnot. But I don't know. I just felt like they had her looking kind of like older than she was maybe. I don't know. I also thought it was a weird choice. Um, I um, I don't know why. I just never really liked that look. And um, so that was disappointing to me. And her hair was pulled back. No, but I was super proud of her. And I love when I watched that performance back because I do. I love whenever she gets to like the last chorus and you can just see her like, okay, I got it. And she just goes for it at the very end. Um, there were fans in the studio who were singing along to it and it was nice to see. And even on Kelly and Michael, like they were very complimentary of her and Kelly was like, I love when you do music. Yes. And it was oh, great. Yeah. I feel like it was a struggle for her because she was also filming at the same time. So she like filmed and right. then she'd run to go do that or she'd, do that after a night of filming and then she'd go back to filming right after. So I do feel like, you know, it was a lot for her at the time. And so I think you can kind of see it in the performances that she was like, you know, working a lot. Like, yeah, I can see why she has a hard time kind of promoting at the same time as her filming something. Obviously she did that as a kid and was pulled in a million different directions, but she's not a kid anymore. I mean, she's a mom and, it's just, it's a different playing field for sure yeah. for her. Um, so I do get it. I do get it. As frustrating as it is, I get it. The official music video we haven't talked about yet for All About You, that actually premiered September 24th. And they had a really cute premiere party for it. And I remember her, I liked her look for that. She did have her hair like back in a ponytail, but I thought she looked really great. I liked it too, yeah. Yeah. 
and the they put out a Vivo behind the scenes video of that too. And Hillary was really talking about the album at this point. Like there was an album coming, and we thought that it was coming in October for a while, and that didn't happen. But the music video, okay, I know they shot this in like one day, uh-huh. right? It was like twelve hours. They did it, and we like knew exactly what was going on because she like posted as soon as she was in makeup, or I don't remember like finding out that it had wrapped and she was flying out to Chicago, I think to do a radio show, something like that. But it was like a fast, quick and run through type of thing. And I like how it turned out. I really do. I mean, it's very different from chasing the sun. Like it's not, you know, chasing the sun was like cute. And there was this like kind of comical storyline to it. And then for this, it was very like stylistic and the colors and there's dancers. There is a small storyline to it, which I thought the story was kind of dumb. I mean, this guy drops a record at a restaurant and she picks it up and then she like goes to find him. I like it. I like it a lot. And I like the dance moves, even though they're very simple. It's cute little line dancing and she looked good. And yeah, I can tell that it was rushed in filming I do think and and she definitely has the extensions seemed a little fresh <laughs> but other than that I like all about you video. I like it I like it it's a cute video um and I actually I thought the record thing was another kind of I always thought that like with chasing the sun video and with the all about you video it was kind of like a oh let's see what um how they respond to like these storylines I feel like they were purposely done to be kind of less mature for you know for people to be like oh yeah yeah see she has that same like Lizzie vibe type of thing what always got me about all about you with was her hair I just feel like it should have been brushed I feel like there were that always bugged me and her hair is literally like that in the whole video because it was just non-stop shooting um so it just made me laugh and every scene her hair looks like she just kind of got out of bed and threw some clothes on and ran out the out the door so that always made me laugh that was literally new extensions that she had put in because they were about to start shooting younger and you know kelsey had long hair and hillary had chopped all hers off and it just didn't look great it didn't look the best so I feel like I'm being really mean and this was a great music video and this was a great song and we're the super fans. We can be picky. It's fine. But can we talk about that strut at the end? Because just like at at the iHeartRadio Awards, when she wants to be sexy, she just does it effortlessly. That was, yeah, I loved it. Hillary knows how to work a camera. She does. Oh, yeah. And she gave some amazing looks here. But yes, you're right. That strut at the end, she was like, we are <laughs> doing this right now. So so after All About You, honestly, we didn't hear anything for a long time. And her Thanksgiving Day Macy's Parade performance was canceled. And then it was like, for a while, nothing about music because she was shooting younger. Until, of course, you know, she got back in the studio in Sweden, and then we end up getting Breathe In, Breathe Out, which we do another episode on. I do want to hear, like, your thoughts, though. Like, how did you feel about the turn, you know, from this folky pop record to what became Breathe In, Breathe Out, kind of a mix of straightforward, dancey pop and a little bit of folk? Well, first of all, when that that performance at the parade was canceled, I was furious. I was like, really? That wasn't the only thing she canceled. She canceled like some radio shows too. Yeah. Right before Younger was going to shoot. So when we got that rumor that her release date was pushed back because of the single underperforming, and she denied it. She was like, no, that's, you know, it was not going to come out at this time at all. I think it was kind of obvious that it probably was going to come out around that time. 
but yeah, the single underperformed uh, for a couple of reasons, you know, I mean, chasing the sun, first of all, and then performances and, or lack thereof. But yeah, when she went to Sweden in Feb- February, it definitely felt like a fresh start. It was like, okay, she's going there. They're known for their very pop songs, very like earwormy, catchy pop songs. So it was like, okay, it seems like they're going in a different direction. Okay, well, we'll follow along for the ride and see what comes out of this. I can't imagine it being any other way. As much as I love the folky pop and as much as I love the songs that leaked that we're going to talk about here in a second, like, I can't imagine Breathe In, Breathe Out being any other way. Like, I think that's the album that needed to be made. I I really like it. I think that it does show kind of a story from the beginning to the end. I love the way it ends on that like this. I think that's one of her best songs vocally and story-wise. And I love that there was a duet. Also, like you said, I can't imagine Breathe In, Breathe Out in any other way. You know, when Sparks came out, it was like, okay, this is definitely a different vibe from what we were getting last year with Chasing the Sun and All About You. And I do think that Hillary might have been a little more excited about the folky pop stuff just because, you know, that seemed to be her idea and the direction that she wanted to go in. And even though it shifted, it just it had to happen, I feel like, because it just had I mean, just had to. Yeah, it was just, you know, it was something that RCA probably pushed on her and um, she was a pro. She went to Sweden, did her thing over there came back, she met Matthew Coma, and she started working with him, who we all obviously know now. Yeah, and I think that she liked what was coming out of it, but yeah, I think she was more passionate about the folk pop that she had. And and you can see it even in the writing credits. The folk pop, she had a lot of input in, and then all the newer songs. I think Lies is the only one she co-wrote. I might be wrong on that. It's clear that... She started off in a certain direction, very passionate about it. And then she kind of did what the label was telling her with the rest of Breathe In, Breathe Out. But it came out really great. And uh, it's definitely well appreciated among pop forums and stuff like that. There's There's a forum named Pop Justice. They tend to have been very critical of her, but they loved Breathe In, Breathe Out. And they definitely are all about her now. Uh, no pun intended, but yeah. Oh, yes. No, intend the pun. Intend the pun. <laughs> um, so there is a separate episode on Breathe In, Breathe Out that I do with Avery Harris, also from Hillary News. But we are going to talk about now the songs from the folky pop era that were never released. And they leaked uh, early 2019. And these songs have really grown on me, I have to say. I mean, some of them, the first listen, I was like, eh, I can see why that wasn't, you know, released on an album or whatever. But now I'm kind of like, oh my gosh, I love these songs. I'm actually (laughs) going by a track listing and what's on YouTube, uh, because that's how I've been listening to it. And I know there are some, like, SoundCloud tracks and stuff, too, that came out. But the first one on this list is Hurts, and I really, really like this song. I mean, the echoes on the chorus, and it's it's good. I really like this one. I think she co-wrote that one, and it's very clear that it was about her like divorce and like kind of what was going on there. I, I love that song, and I think that she really puts a really great effort in, in the vocals of that song. Yeah. Just stylistically, the echoes and everything about it is very haunting, I feel like. so That's the word I was going to use. Yeah, it's yeah. very haunting. And um, this was very 
artsy of her, kind of. Yeah. Feel Alive, Summer Heat is the next song I've got here. And this song, I mean, when I first heard this song, I think this is the one that I was super obsessed with. Oh my gosh, I was obsessed with it. I still am. Yep. This is like a very like fun party song. And it's interesting because I remember Hillary had described the album that she was making is like a party vibes kind of album. And and here we get that for sure. Yeah, no, I take it as um, like kind of, you know, Carly Rae Jepsen's Call Me Maybe. Yeah. This is just for fun. This is like not meant to be taken as the most serious. Uh, it's not like a hurts. It's the, the name of the track, Feel Alive. It's something that kind of make you, you know, go and dance along to and have fun with. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Carry On is the next song I have here. All of the doors were open. You could never yeah. walk with me. So it's just very like... It's like an anthem type of It vibe. is. Yeah. And what do you know about this one? Um, okay. So this one was done with Nolan. Oh, shoot. I don't know his last name. Sorry. Um, and he did Jealous with Nick Jonas. Mm. And so I was like, okay, this is going to be a bop. I know that. Um, and it really is. It's like a you know, despite kind of what's going on in the personal life with this person, you uh, carry on and you make the most out of it and that kind of thing. Yeah. But it's so good. It's like such a bop. And the the artist here is, uh, you were talking about Nolan Lambrosia. Lambrosa. Lambrosa. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, him. Okay. The next song I have is Wild Night Out. And this is one of my favorites from the leaked tracks. And one thing that I thought about in listening to these leaks and even some of the songs that wound up being bonus tracks on Breathe In, Breathe Out, it's like she had a lot of songs that were kind of about the same thing, whether it be partying or some of these like inspirational songs that she did. They all lyrically were a little similar. Some of the sounds were similar. So I definitely think she would have had to have, you know, one over the other. Like she would have had to pick for the actual album, maybe not done every single one of them. When she recorded so many songs, like with Metamorphosis and her self-titled and Dignity, she did not record that many songs. This album, like the pre-folk pop, the folk pop, and then the Bebo, it's like she recorded like 40 or more songs for this. So that one definitely has kind of an all about you vibe lyrically or like some other song. Yeah. I did think the line about blasting out some gangster rap. I was like, that's kind of funny. <laughs> um, I do. I can tell you Avery did not like this song much. Okay. I, I liked it a lot because I thought it was very tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. It's really like the folk pop that she was talking about. It's just very like chill and down to earth. Like anyone could be singing that song just kind of walking along the street. Yeah. Um, not saying that anyone else would have written it, but like, you know, someone could just be get that catchy tune in their head and they just randomly sing along to it. You could hear someone doing or I could hear someone doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Next is If I Fall. And this song makes me a little emotional because it's about basically Hillary and her comeback and how she stepped away from the spotlight and shut down her business and everything. And it's talking about, you know, being scared to come back, but wanting to do it. And, you know, if she falls, like, so what? Yeah, did this kind of hit you emotionally as well? Oh, it did. Like this, to me, you know, I would classify this as funny as it might sound for Hillary as like a power ballad because it reminds me kind of of like someone's watching over me. And I did read that lyric on or that comment on YouTube a few weeks ago. Um, I think she did a really good job with it. The the only thing, there's a, 
There's a lyric in there about uh, getting to watch TV. I did think that lyric was a little bit silly. Like, oh, I don't know. Like you have this really emotional ballad and then you have a lyric like that in. But um, I almost feel like Hillary's kind of, this is kind of her touch on things. Sometimes she says something that's kind of like, oh, really? You know? Um, and yeah, but I love it. I love If I Fall. I just love that she even took the time to recognize what she did in her career and her life, because it was a big deal for her to kind of take that break and acknowledge that and be like, hey, this is what happened to me and this is how I feel about it. I want to read the verse that you were talking about there so that people can get a sense there. But it says, now days turn into weeks. I learned to watch TV and catch up on years of sleep, made some friends to keep and found out what I'm about, at least. She did learn just how to, I guess, like a normal person and she did make all these great friends and so that's cool but it is weird and to me I'm kind of like after breathe in breathe out like after the promo kind of ended for that and she was literally doing nothing I was like Hillary please you look so lazy right now right oh gosh don't remind me yeah I know I know I know next is neighborhood this one might not be my favorite it's talking about like going back to a relationship or reminiscing on someone that you used to be in love with, basically, I think. Um, it was kind of like Chasing the Sun, how we were talking about, oh, since it's Hillary, we're going to like it. That's how I started with it. But I've actually really grown to like it after you know listening to it a little bit more. Yeah. We don't know who the writers are. I almost feel like I hear Mitchie Collins in the like the background vocals Mm -hmm. and he he worked with hillary like at the very beginning of the era and the only song that people might you know know of his for sure that made the album was picture this oh i know i know people have strong feelings about that one because hillary was having such a good time with those people it was uh christian medis or medis or whatever and mitchie collins she was having a blast even if People might not like how it turned out. You could just tell that she was living her life and enjoying every moment of it at that time. And so I think that's why Picture This did make the album. I think it was like a personal thing for her. You know, again, we know nothing about Neighborhood, but I do think I hear Mitchie in those ad-libs. So it might have been one of the first songs she recorded. Gotcha. Next, I have Wherever We Go. Definitely more of a pop folk sound on this. Very summer it's in the same vein of like feel alive and that sort of thing chasing the sun so i prefer like feel alive to this probably i think well i know this was recorded in this is when she was pregnant with luca in that time frame because of the writers she worked with she worked with um ali tamposi and someone else in that group if you look at the writers that's who she was working with at that time so this kind of has nothing to do with the rest of the album okay this is very commercial this is like this sounds like something that they may have pitched for a soundtrack the whole vibe of the song and i really like it i think it's i think it would have worked perfect for like a an animated film or something like that um but i i got that vibe i got like commercial 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 when I heard that song. You're dropping some major knowledge because that's amazing to find out that that was when she was pregnant with Luca because she did go in the studio for like that short amount of time there. Yeah, and I I think she recorded around six or so songs. And so there's more from that time period that we just haven't heard or have any idea of. 
someone once brought up that Youngblood has kind of those early, the writers from that earlier time period. So I love that song. Yeah, Youngblood. So I think that may have been around the same time. It was very, because I, I remember she was just mostly experimenting when she was with Luca. Like she wasn't even, there wasn't a whole vibe for the album yet. So I think, yeah. You think Youngblood might have been a Hillary song before it even went to be a part of the Jim and the Holograms movie. Yeah, I, I had seen that rumor online, and it kind of makes sense when you look at the writers, because those are the writers she had initially worked with. Or, you know, I, I could be wrong. This could have been something else. But I do think that for sure there is more to hear from that time period, and I think is much more poppy, kind of like wherever we go is. Gotcha, gotcha. The next song, the title track, sort of, it's This Heart. And, you know, we didn't really even talk about how in one of her interviews, Hillary kind of referred to the album being named This Heart. And then we learned, like, no, that's just the name of one of the songs. And it's the song that she wrote about Luca. But but you remember when, for a minute, we thought, oh, this album is called This Heart. Oh, yeah. No, MTV definitely reworded that article. Like, that article has been edited because... Initially, they did say the album is called This Heart. Yeah, there's an, a video um, of her talking about it, and it kind of makes it seem like she said it, but uh, maybe it was something that, you know, they weren't factually sure of, so that's why they edited the article. But it did sound like she said that the album was called This Heart. It would make a little bit of sense if she had picked this song, because it is the song about Luca. I don't think it's the strongest song. I like it lyrically. I think it's sweet. I don't like it vocally, especially like the chorus. What do you think about the song? I really like it. Like, yeah, it's one of those songs where maybe Hillary was straining a little bit vocally in the chorus. You can tell it came like from her heart. Like yeah. it's one of those. And that's the thing about Hillary is as we've touched on, she doesn't have the strongest vocals, but when you know that she's passionate about something, it makes you kind of passionate about it too. Or at least that's how I how I feel about it. Yeah. And it's just about kind of like her unconditional love for her child, basically. And I mean, in the verses, she just talks about these little things that she and Luca do. And um, I mean, that just gets me. It gets me. Ugh. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I really do like that song a lot. Like, I know how much... She was probably into it when she was writing and recording it. Yes. The last song that I have on this list is It All Starts Tonight, which is actually my favorite of the ones that we're talking about here. This song just, to me, like goes super hard. It's super inspirational. And I wish it would have been one of the bonus tracks along with like Belong and Rebel Hearts because it's so good. Or it could have even been on Breathe In, Breathe Out, honestly. It All Starts Tonight is just everything. I love that song. Um, it's definitely kind of like in the vein of Belong. It's like a empowering anthem type of thing. Yeah, There's not enough praise I can give that song. I love how versatile she is vocally. Like she goes from her lowest register to like... On the chorus, she's like kind of sing shouting, but in, in a good way. Like it sounds good. Oh, oh my gosh. Like this part gets me so the yeah. way that it builds. Oh, you've cried and we have cried. The broken pieces left inside can never let them break our stride. Tell me yours. I'll tell you mine. And it just like she does it once. And then I think she does it again. And like it gets faster and it just, oh, it's so good. At the end, she explodes with the 
tell me yours, I'll tell you mine. And she goes like high up there. Oh, yeah. She was all over that song. I love that song. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely my favorite. Um, Just my overall thoughts on this sort of leaked unofficial album. Like, it's frustrating because I do love them now, a lot of these songs so much and wish some of them could have been released for something. I've said several times, like, there could have been an EP, but they were good. Like, I can see why RCA might have been like, hey, you need to go give this another try. And so she went to Sweden and she did it. And then we got Breathe In, Breathe Out. I can see why that happened just because the songs, like, are not as strong as what Breathe In, Breathe Out became, I feel like. But I still love them. Well, and that's the thing, like, the the way that Breathe In, Breathe Out ended up being, like, they got a bunch of really professional, like, we make bops. Like, yeah. this is what we do. And, um, yeah, they just, you know, they really brought their A-game for that first half of the album. Yeah. The thing is, like, there are songs, like, Feel Alive, I feel like that could have been a single. And I, I joked with uh, Avery and Josh once. We were talking about how, like, Feel Alive and Outlaw, they could have potentially become, you know, hits and or maybe had, like, a, a viral video to them. Yeah. But as it is, Outlaw was just a Japanese bonus track and then Feel Alive didn't even make any of the cuts. So And for listeners who are listening to the series all the way through, the next episode in the music series will be the Breathe In, Breathe Out episode. So get ready for that. And okay. We're going to end things here with Quizzy McGuire. So what question do you have for me? Okay, my question for you is... Can you name five of Hillary's celebrity friends? Ooh, okay. Ashley Tisdale. Okay. Alana Masterson. Yes. Um, you know, she doesn't have that many. Exactly. And that's actually okay. why I thought it would be a fun question to ask. Because it's like one of no, those that great. Yeah, it shows like, oh, Hillary's very like, you know, keeps to herself and kind of only makes really serious friends that are celebs. I don't know. Give me some more. Give me some more. Help me out. Okay. So Molly Bernard from Younger. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Jamie Lynn Sigler, who's like an actress. And then Jenna Dewan, who's also an actress. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was someone else that I had in mind. But anyway, it was a hard question because she really, really isn't into that whole celebrity. And I guess you can put Matthew Coma because hello. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, my question for you is actually TV related. So after Lizzie and after Hillary, I think did Dignity and all of her kind of big screen movies, she had a development deal with NBC and we thought she was going to star on a TV show. And I was wondering if you know what the TV show is called. Uh, yeah, it was called Barely Legal. Yes. And do you remember like what it was about or what it was going to be about? Bonus points. Something about like her being the youngest uh, lawyer to pass the bar. And I think that was like the basic premise of it is like she was the youngest lawyer to press pass the bar. Yep. That's it. That's it. And that never happened. But oh, well. Lewis, this has been so much fun. Thanks for being on Duff Enough. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm sorry I sound like I'm dying, but I got like super allergies today for some reason. You sound fine. You sound fine. (laughs) All right. And that's going to be it. And that's all for this episode of Duff Enough. Thanks again for listening. I hope you'll subscribe and stick around for more because this podcast is what dreams are made of. You can follow along on social media at Duff Enough Pod and check the description for my socials as well as show guests. And until next time, bye Team Duff. <laughs>